Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is supported by Nanyang Vice. Nanyang Vice is one of the fastest growing and most well-received Mandarin horror podcasts in Southeast Asia. It focuses on urban legends, unsettling individuals, real crimes, and more. A unique movie-like thriller, the series puts you in the shoes of its protagonist, creating a terrifying auditory experience. Nanyang Vice frequently tops Apple Podcasts fiction list in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, Malaysia, and Singapore. New episodes go up every Monday and Friday. Horror and ghost lovers don't miss it. Ghost Maps Entry 64 Buntat Street, Singapore Singh takes a drag off his cigarette before he starts telling me about another incident. It's the second story he's relating to me tonight. It's also, thankfully, the last story I'll be recording on this hungry ghost month evening. I've been seeing apparitions. I initially thought it might have been stress or a lack of rest that was getting to me. But you see, Seng has the third eye and there's no mistaking how badly his hands shaking as he exhales a trail of smoke. So, with as level a tone as I can manage, I ask Seng to start from the beginning of his second story. It was 2010. At the time, Buntat Street was home to an incredibly popular bar. Every Friday and Saturday night, the place would be packed from wall to wall. Patrons would dance and flirt, drink to forget or to create new memories, and even, every once in a while, start a fight. That, of course, was where Singh came in. I work security there, he says, waving his cigarette animatedly as he speaks, the smoke swirling all around him. The establishment, Singh tells me, occupied three floors of an old shop house. The main area on the ground floor, a members-only area on the second level, and the office on the third. Seng was still very much a night owl then, so the bar made perfect sense as his next career move. He thought its loud crowds and even louder music would be a welcome change, especially after the deafening silence of working the night shift in a haunted condo. 
What he didn't take into account, however, was that the crowds would always eventually leave, and the music would stop. And what waited for him in the silence of the bar might just be as bad, or worse, than what he faced in the condo. It was a Saturday night during that year's Hungry Ghost Month. Well, closer to Sunday morning, really. The bar had closed and its patrons had cleared out by 3.30am. Now, at 4.30, the only people left were Seng, a 20-something bartender named Martin, and the owner, a woman in her late 40s named Sandy. The three were gathered in the office on the third floor, celebrating with several rounds of drinks. It was not unusual for Sandy and a few of her staff members to enjoy a beer or two after a particularly busy night. But this night was probably the busiest the bar had ever seen. Seng recalls breaking up a couple of fights and tossing out at least one handsy guy. Ah yeah, got mola, but I also can't remember, he says, still tense, even as his tone lightens just a little. Nothing brought the mood of the night down for long though, when the bar's patrons were spending like there was no tomorrow. Most of the staff headed back once the bar had closed, but Martin was a night owl too. Which, as it turns out, worked to his advantage. Feeling especially generous that night, Sandy brought out a particularly strong blend of whiskey to celebrate. That's why, despite being a decent enough drinker, Seng found himself stumbling to the office's washroom after only four glasses. Seng went about his business rather shakily, thankfully not making a mess. As he stepped back out of the cubicle though, someone brushed past behind him and into the cubicle beside his. Martin, he assumed. Seng jokingly yelled out that the younger man shouldn't be so rude to his elders, then started washing his hands. He stared at his reflection the whole time, trying to decide if he was actually physically swaying or if the booze had caused his vision to blur. Whatever the reason, Seng decided that splashing his face with water would certainly help. As he looked up from the sink though, he saw what he thought was Martin exit the cubicle behind him. It was then that Singh realized that whatever was behind him clearly wasn't human. Squinting through the water on his face, Singh now saw that the thing moved slowly, strangely like a beast-like 
person. It was still shrouded in shadows, somehow just outside of the reach of the washroom's fluorescent lights. Singh wanted to run, but he had enough experience with things from beyond the veil of the ordinary. It was toying with him, and if he ran, it would only just attack him. So, he waited, until after what felt like hours, what was probably no more than a few seconds, the creature stepped into the light. All Singh remembers was its face. It was terrifying, beyond words. Its flesh warped, its hair a tangled mess that seemed to move all on its own. A twisted mockery of a woman's face. A demon. Sang ran, stumbling out of the washroom. In barely concealed panic, he told Sandy and Martin that they needed to go home immediately. Seeing the look on his face, the bartender and the owner did not argue. Without cleaning up or even switching off the lights, the three of them left the building. A building that suddenly felt a whole lot older than it ever had before. Later that night, just as he reached home, Singh received a text from Sandy. You saw Tatia, is it? The text read. Singh didn't know who this Tatia or big sister was. Sandy offered to explain it to him later that Sunday afternoon while the sun was still up. Tatia as the demon was nicknamed by Sandy, was a creature that had haunted the bar ever since they moved in. Some of the staff members with a third eye had claimed to see a strange version of a woman lurking in darker corners. Tatye hadn't harmed anyone before, let alone been this upfront about its existence. Sandy told Singh that she thinks Tatia was angry. The offerings that Sandy had burned for previous hungry ghost months might have sufficed before. But as her business grew, the entity that lurked in her establishment demanded more too. When Sandy arrived at the bar that Sunday afternoon, she carried with her paper effigies of beautiful dresses, shoes, playing cards, and makeup. She also had enough food for a whole family. Together with Martin and Singh, Sandy headed out to the alley behind the bar. There, they burned the offerings 
laid out the food and lit joysticks, all while apologizing for not giving Tatie what it was due. For the rest of that hungry ghost month, not only were the staff and patrons left alone, but the bar earned even more than before. No matter how busy it got though, Sandy never stayed after hours to drink with her staff again. Just to be safe, Seng decided that he was done with night shift work. He quit on the very last day of that year's Hungry Ghost Month. Seng stubs out his fifth cigarette for the night and shoots me a look. I ask him how many apparitions he sees around me. A lot, he says simply, trying to keep his attention on me and not look directly at the spirits that are apparently following me around. I thank him, then take my leave for that night. As I walk away, I look back and see that Singh seems relieved. I've spoken with a few experts, as well as an organization that deals with the things that exist beyond our realm. Everyone's theory is the same. After my accident, the spirits have become even more aware of my presence. What's more, because I collect so many of these stories, they see me as a magnet, an anchor that allows them to travel more easily into our world. These experts' advice is simple. I need to stop what I'm doing. At least for a while. That isn't to say that no one will be collecting these stories in the meantime, though. They just won't be collected by me. I have a few friends who've volunteered to take my place for the next couple of weeks. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica Mics.